Welcome to Word Processing, a resource of Oak Ridge Bible Chapel. Listen in as we discuss issues of God, His Word, and His people. Hello everyone and welcome to Word Processing. My name is Josiah and I'm one of the pastors at Oak Ridge Bible Chapel in Oakville, Ontario. Today we want to do something a little bit different on the podcast. Once in a while, we like to highlight members of our church family, the gifts and abilities they have, areas in which they serve, and burdens God has placed on their hearts, so that the rest of us can be encouraged and built up by them. And today is one of those days. I'm going to have a conversation today with one of Oak Ridge's longtime members, Judy Ragg, about the important but not often talked about role of grandparenting. How is this a valuable ministry? How can one steward that opportunity well? How can parents utilize grandparents? And how can those who aren't yet grandparents plan ahead so as to be effective for God's glory in that capacity? As always, I trust you'll be blessed by the conversation that follows. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Judy, on the podcast. I want to begin with a pretty simple question for you. Uh, How many grandchildren do you have? And what was it like the first time you became a grandparent? And how do you compare that to becoming a parent? What's the differences or similarities between those two uh, opportunities or those two exciting events? Josiah, I have eight of the most wonderful grandchildren. (laughs) Gifts from God, every one of them. Five girls and three boys. And they were all born within five years. And uh, so they're all very close. Uh, they're growing up together, which is great. Um, and they live, they live fairly close together. Six of them are, are very close. The other two are just a little bit further away. And I remember the day uh, that our son-in-law called to say that our granddaughter had been born. I could not get to the hospital fast enough. I was tripping over myself to get through the door and I kept thinking, what is wrong with me? And I remember walking into the hospital and the realization hitting me that I already loved this little baby and I'd never even met her. And as far as meeting her for the first time, I remember her being placed into my arms and actually being speechless at the pure joy that I felt from having a granddaughter. It was like no experience that I've ever had. I mean, having, having your own kids is great and wonderful, but this is just different somehow. And I can't put my finger on it. And no grandparent can. It's the strangest thing when you ask, what's the difference? They just say, I don't know. It's just, it's so great. Leave it to me to ask an unanswerable question. Fantastic. Good start. As far as comparing being a parent with a grandparent, um, we grandparents have all the fun. We don't have any of the responsibilities that you parents have of raising them. So it's very different from that perspective. Uh, It's not better than being a parent. It's just different and great. Well, you mentioned not having the same responsibilities as parents, but we have spoken in the past. We do know that there are God-given responsibilities for grandparents or a God-given opportunity, a stewardship there uh, with the grandkids. I'm wondering what you and and Lori, your husband, see as your God-given task or tasks or roles as grandparents. Uh, What's your responsibility before God as you see it? And what have you found to be the best, most successful way of accomplishing those tasks? Uh, First of all, Josiah, I would say to pray for them, to tell them about the Lord and to love them without condition. We pray for our children and our grandchildren every single day by name and it gives us such great pleasure to do so and we pray with our grandchildren now too 
And when they're small, very small, they hear us thank God for things like our food and for the dog and for, you know, whatever it might be for and for the Lord Jesus, even though they don't understand that yet. We say his name so that they understand that whoever this person is, he's important to us. And we encourage them to pray. And as they begin to understand that they can speak to God also. And uh, some of them have no issues with that. They are right on the ball with that. And they come up with the greatest lengthy, lovely little prayers. And others are more reluctant to pray. And that's okay. We don't want to push them. But we found that when we encourage them with one or two ideas of what they might want to pray about, sometimes we hit the nail on the head and they go with it. And I can give you an example of just this summer. We have one little grandson who's a little bit reluctant to pray. I said to him, well, you had a really good dinner tonight. You really liked that. You ate a lot. You could thank God for your good dinner. Or what about for the rain we had today? Because we watched the bird bath fill up so that the birds could have a bath. And he said to me, and this is the first time, and he hasn't done it since. But he said to me, I could pray for that one. And off he went. So sometimes just giving them a little bit of a, an idea of what things they can pray about is a little bit of motivation for them. And I know that not all of our children share our beliefs. And if that's the case, maybe you would consider asking them for permission to maybe read a Bible story to them or teach them a little song, a Bible song. I mean, we don't know where that might go down the road, opening the doors for further conversation or and I think, and I know this from, from friends of mine in this situation, I think the parents feel respected whenever you haven't just gone ahead and done that without asking them. I think they feel respected and respect you in return for doing that. And I think too, um, in a world and a culture where many people don't believe in God or talk about God or talk to God, that we want to show our grandchildren by our actions as well as our words that God is real, that he loves us, that he cares for us, and he listens to us, and he talks to us through his word. And we want them to know that we love God and want to serve him. And we have to be good examples. That We have to be, and that's hard sometimes. We also want to be a support and an encouragement to both parents and grandchildren. And child rearing has changed over the years from when we were raising our kids. And we need to be respectful and supportive of our kids whenever they choose to do things maybe slightly different from the way we did. And we need to remember that being different isn't bad. It's just different. It's not wrong. It's just different. For parents, I found that asking what uh, their day looks like for them and asking them if there's something I can pray for specifically always gets a response. And uh, the important thing I think here is to remember to follow up on it. So follow up on that prayer request. How did that work out? How did that go? You, do you know what you're doing about that yet? Whatever it might be. Or if it's just a simple thing like we're going to take the kids to the zoo, ask them how the trip to the zoo went. And or how movie night went or whatever it is. And I'll give you an example. Uh, just recently before Christmas, one of our grandsons, just before the this Christmas break from school, 
he fell and broke his arm. And uh, so he spent the last couple of weeks with a cast on. And we told him that we would be praying for him, that God would heal his arm so his bones would be straight and strong. And yesterday he got his cast off. And uh, we wanted to FaceTime him once again, just to let him know that we remembered and that we were interested in what had happened. We couldn't make the connection last night, but my son phoned this morning and this little tiny boy gets on the phone so excited. Grandma, guess what? I got my cast off yesterday. And he was so excited. The smile on his face couldn't have been bigger. So we asked him about how his fingers felt and how his arm felt and did his arm look skinnier than the other one. And he answered all these questions. And then he was very proud to show us the exercise that his dad had told him to do so it would strengthen his fingers. So we got a screen full of fingers wiggling <laughs> in front of us. <laughs> and then he ran to get his cast because I had said to him the day before, you know, you can ask for your cast when they take it off and bring it home. So he's got this big green cast dangling in front of the, <laughs> the phone for us. Anyway, my point here is that we showed an interest and he was happy to tell us what was going on. We also did remind him that we had prayed for his healing and that God had answered that prayer. And we need to show that we are trustworthy too. We want parents to trust us with the care of their little ones. So following through on the instructions that the parents give us, like I always ask, what time do they need to go to bed tonight? Can they watch this movie? Can they have this snack? That kind of stuff. And then follow through on it. Don't fill them with junk if they say no junk, right? That's easy. And then hopefully that will stand us in good stead and we, uh, they trust us and we can have more time with them on our own, especially. And I try to enter the kids' worlds as much as I, I can. And I, and I know this isn't always possible for reasons, different reasons. But if it is, taking an interest in the things that they enjoy has great benefits for all of us. And um, as I've said, our children, our, our grandchildren are still very young. But I hope that by doing this, while they're young, we've opened the doors for continued communication as they get older and that they'll trust us with what they bring to us and share with us as they get older. And I hope too that uh, they'll also have good memories of talking to us. Um, my brothers and I didn't grow up with grandparents here. Our parents were immigrants from Great Britain. And so we don't know what that's like. And I only remember my best friend when I was growing up she emigrated from Scotland when she was seven. And two years later, her maternal grandparents came. And I remember being included in some of the family events and watching the interaction with her and her grandparents and imagining what that would be like for myself and wishing that my grandparents were here. So if you have the opportunity, take it. I mean, it's awesome being a grandparent. Now the older ones are now able to appreciate some of the stories that their parents as kids were going through and similar things that they had to deal with and how they worked through them. And it's interesting to see their reactions because a lot of the times, because they're young, the reaction is one of, oh, I didn't know that happened to them or that happens to other people. Or, you know, it's kind of a, a little bit Surprising because, you know, I've had a whole pile of years to sort of work through stuff and an eight-year-old hasn't. So this is new to them and uh, it's kind of a fun thing to watch.
our grandsons have gone through a lot of similar things like playing with cars and Paw Patrol. You know this, you're in the middle of all this now. Toy Story, Blaze and the Monster Machines, dinosaurs, superheroes, learning to swim, to skate, ride a bike, a scooter. Now it's Lego, Beyblades, Star Wars, video games. Our granddaughters have been into Stella and Sam videos, stuffies, dolls, Paw Patrol, crafts, playing house, crafts, Fancy Nancy, crafts, Barbie, crafts, learning to swim, to skate, ride a bike. And I have played every single one of these things. Both of our eight-year-olds are now great readers. And about a year ago, I started FaceTiming my eight-year-old granddaughter to talk to her about books. And since she's often talking about them, I thought maybe this would be a fun thing to do with her. And I just have to FaceTime her, mention the word book, and I sit back for 20 minutes and just listen while she chatters on about what she's reading. But recently, she told me that she had just finished the first book in a new, new series that she was reading. And she was wondering if I would like to read this book so that the two of us could talk about it together. There's no way I'm gonna say no to that invitation. My point here is with all of that, that when we're playing or, or talking about the things that they're enjoying, hopefully they will feel our pleasure being with them and our support for them. So you have these examples and these uh, these roles that you feel the Lord has given you in the lives of these little ones. And a lot of what you're saying, a parent can hear and say, I think that's my role as well. We want our kids to see us uh, model our faith, but also when you have the opportunity to teach them as well, to articulate the things of the faith. So it's really evangelizing and discipling these young souls. What would you say? And I didn't send you this question ahead of time, so I'm going to make you nervous right now. What would you say has been the big change between parenting and doing those things and then grandparenting? And, and more specifically, what are the opportunities that grandparenting has given you to do that in a unique way that maybe you didn't have as much as parents? Do you know what I mean? Yes, I think. And this is to my shame. As I've gotten older, uh, I maybe figured stuff out that I didn't know when I was in my 20s and 30s. Plus, there's such busy years that you can't I mean, it's just hard to sometimes, you're tired, you're busy, you're kind of in survival mode and you do your best. But, you know, here I am older and I have, you know, a little bit of a life experience behind me and I've got more time definitely to think, how am I going to do this? How can I do this? I remember doing this with my kids. I, I can do it differently now, or I wish I had done it this way with my kids. So... Does that answer your question? For sure. Yeah, I, I see. There must be a sense in which you and Lori are, as followers of Jesus yourself, you're more mature than you were probably than you were parenting, right? And so to spend more time around these grandchildren as more mature believers than before, that can only be a positive influence, right? I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure you pray so as well. My next question is an easy one because I, and I, you're going to have trouble narrowing this one down. I think what gives you just listening to you for a, for a moment, I think, uh, what gives you the most joy when it comes to grandparenting? What is just the thrill? And it sounds like it's just a thrill ride for you from start to finish, but maybe uh, you could narrow it down for us. 
Josiah, our greatest joy is simply from being with them, doing what they're doing, listening to what they're talking about. Ah, it's just the best. And, and I have to say of late too, being with the four oldest ones in particular, uh, they are eight, eight, six, and six. Watching them respond to what their parents are teaching them, that's been really interesting and fun for us to see. Well, we all know that what comes easily for one child isn't necessarily going to be easy for the next one and vice versa. But to see them struggle with their particular hard thing and to come out on the right side of that or to try and work their way through that, that's been amazing to watch. These four little kids, uh, they're getting it. They're, and now we're blessed to have all our kids are, are saved. So we are blessed that they are teaching the children principles of God, what he's like, his character, you know, everything they can about him. So to see these little ones starting to grasp, they need to be honest or they need to stop throwing temper tantrums. Mm -hmm. They need to be obedient and respectful. That is such an awesome thing to watch. I just love it. Now, I know this question I know you well enough to know that this will probably make you a little bit uncomfortable putting you on a pedestal as being an expert giving advice, but I'm going to ask you to give advice for a moment. Give advice to those, because uh, we're supposed to, as believers, encourage one another, right? And, and there are people listening to this who are grandparents who maybe haven't thought about being stewards of this opportunity as much as maybe they could have in the past, or maybe there's people listening who will one day, Lord willing, be grandparents. So what advice from your experience would you give to those people, those people listening on this role, this very unique, but very important God-given role in the lives of young souls? First of all, I would say, please, grandparents, we all have to try and remember that it's our kids' turns to parent and not ours. Hmm. We have to let them do their thing, right? And not get in the way of that. And I would say, pray for our kids and our grandchildren. Tell your kids that you want to support them as they raise their family and prove it with practical things that you can do for them. Make a meal for them. Do, their, do a couple of loads of laundry for them. Pick up some groceries for them. Pick the kids up at school if they're stuck. Babysit so they can have date night or just sleep. Catch up on their sleep. Uh, remember that things are different now than they were, like we said, uh, when we were raising our kids. And uh, the struggles are different now. Uh, they face things that we didn't face. And we need to be compassionate and we need to be good listeners. And as I mentioned earlier, our grandchildren are, are still young. So we're hoping for this too. But we hope that our grandchildren, uh, as they get older, recognize that we are a safe place for them where they know they'll be loved and accepted and not judged. We try to remember that what might seem small or insignificant to us is big to them and sometimes really scary to them. They don't have, you know, a couple of years under their belt of figuring things out. This stuff is new for them. And uh, they need parents and grandparents who will help them figure stuff out without rolling their eyes or smirking at them or humiliating them or, or sending the message that they're interrupting and they don't want to listen to them. 
And some of you are going to roll your eyes at this, but if you have a Bible, get it out and read it with your grandchildren. And this goes for parents too. I have a Bible on my phone and on my computer, but if I'm looking at my phone, my grandchildren don't know whether I'm looking at the Best Buy for a new dishwasher or my Facebook feed or the weather for the day or playing backgammon or whatever people play on their phones. But if they see us reading our Bible and they know what it is, hopefully they'll know it's important to us because we're continuing to go to it. And there are two verses that are really good verses for parents, but really great for us as grandparents. The first one is Moses talking to Israel and it's Deuteronomy 4 and 9. And it says, be careful, watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and get this, and to their children after them. It couldn't be any more clear than that, right? The second one is Psalm 78, 5 and 6. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Ah, it's great, I, I, but it's a responsibility. But, you know, God himself is saying, do this, do it. Don't stop with your kids. Keep talking to them, your grandchildren, so that this continues on down the line, right? And our greatest purpose in this life is to see those that come after us in heaven. And that's what these verses talk about, isn't it? C.S. Lewis said, children are not a distraction from the most important work. They are the most important work. Amen. Well, anything and you would agree that anything that the Lord calls us to do, it's worth doing with intentionality and purpose. And I so appreciate about you and Lori, the intentionality that you have. You're not claiming to be perfect, but no one can ever accuse you of not being intentional with these roles. So I so appreciate that. One final question and to flip it around a little bit. What advice would you give parents on how to best utilize grandparents if they have them available? Mm-hmm. So you are a valuable resource for your children to use for the rearing of their children. How can they do that best? I think if we, if we let them know, let our kids know that we love them and we want to help them. We know they're busy and they're tired, but we want to help them. We've been there. We remember what that's like. For those who are blessed to live in close proximity to their grandchildren, there is nothing nicer for grandparents than to be physically with their grandchildren. And when this isn't possible, use the technology that's available today and do it often. Uh, This year has been sort of a test that way. But, you know, if if parents tell you, uh, grandparents tell you parents that they want to be involved, Believe them. Take them up on their offers to babysit or take the kids for an overnight or whatever it is. Trust them. But take advantage of the things that they offer you and trust them that they mean it. I was speaking with a grandfather recently who told me that because uh, they are unable to see their grandchildren because of severe physical 
issues and chronic illness that their daughter FaceTimes them every day with her two kids. And this has been an absolute lifeline for them. And it's the best part of their day. And God bless that girl for doing that. And, and I know too that technology can pose challenges for some people. Uh, they may prefer a phone call or a few photos that you've printed and sent to them. Um, I was at a Zoom funeral just this past week and uh, the man who passed away was in his 90s and one of his sons who lives in a different province said that his dad sent him handwritten letters. Maybe this was the form that his dad was most comfortable with. But all this to say, if it's possible to let your parents be involved in, their, in the lives of your children, let them be. It is the greatest joy for us as grandparents to be involved in our children's lives. It's fun to watch you parents too, raising our grandchildren, because lo and behold, you're all figuring it out. And it's great to watch. We love it seeing, you know what, these kids are good kids. They've, they've, they're figuring it out. They're doing a good job. And that's, that's awesome to see. That's great. Well, thanks so much, Judy, for spending some time with us talking about a very important topic, a very important role in the lives of our children. Uh, they are a, a precious resource, and we want to steward that resource well for the Lord's glory. And I'm confident that your grandchildren are blessed by you and Lori and, and the role that you play in their lives. And I'm, I'm sure many of the others who are listening will be blessed by this conversation as well. So thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are encouraged and learned something new. Visit oakridgebiblechapel.org to listen to sermons and for more information.